Guitarathon is the greatest guitar sale on earth, and it's happening now. Get massive savings on a huge selection of electric and acoustic guitars, basses, amps, pedals, and other accessories. Get select Ernie Ball strings, three for ten. Save $100 on a Fender Special Edition Strat, or get a Yamaha acoustic for just $199. Plus, get special financing on select major brands. Don't miss these incredible deals. Available online and in store now through November 1st. Guitarathon, only at Guitar Center. Find your sound. You are Locked On Pacers, your daily Indiana Pacers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Pacers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We can always get a daily dose of great information about your favorite NBA and NFL team including the Pacers right here. And my name is Tom Lewis of IndyCornrows.com. I'm always here to bring you the latest news and notes about the Pacers, trying to share what I see, hear, and ponder about the Pacers, just like you. And on this episode, uh, we'll take a quick look back at the loss to the Blazers in the wee hours on the East Coast on Wednesday night. And also touch on three numbers that John Schumann wrote about on NBA.com with regard to the Pacers that I found was pretty interesting. Wanted to wanted to point you towards that article by Shoe. So before we get going, make sure to check in with any questions or comments. You can reach me via email at indycornrose at gmail.com and on Twitter at indycornrose. All right, looking back at the loss of Portland, wanted to kind of touch on what Nate McMillan had to say after the game. Uh, he's been talking a lot about after those two wins at home, you know, the team moving forward, making strides, and not wanting to take that step back. Well, he quickly admitted they took a step back uh, in Portland last night, saying, you know, they were not able to keep up with them uh, and establish anything on the defensive end, which ended up taking away from their offense, and also made a point about how the season is progressing. Now, Pacers are 19 games in. Uh, you know, almost at the end of the first quarter here, and as we move into December, you know, teams are evolving, developing, coming together, and they're going to start playing better. Uh, teams that may not have been playing well early are going to start getting better now as you move into December, and, you know, maybe the second time you're seeing them, they're going to be a different team. And that's one thing that is kind of frustrating with the Pacers so far is that They've been one of those teams trying to get in that rhythm, develop, and improve, but they've had so many injury um, issues, whether it be Stucky early in the month of November, and then PG has been out a a couple times now, and CJ Miles has been out, and it's been hard for them to get to a point where they have that full, healthy roster and the playing rotation available, and that you know hampers the team in, in a number of ways because they aren't able to set that rotation, you know, define the roles that guys are playing, and then let them develop some consistency within those roles as a group. So in that sense, you know, they're falling behind some other teams that may not be having as many injury issues. So definitely a frustrating start to the season. There's no doubt in a wide variety of ways 
but this is another way when you're considering how uh, a team's trying to grow and develop together. So hopefully C.J. Miles and Paul George will be able to return uh, on the trip along with Kevin Serafin, and they can continue to come together and start building from here. No more steps back, right? <laughs> well, hopefully not too many at least. So um, real quick, I want to uh, give a mention to the Lockdown Podcast Network, as always, for their fantastic support. And really want to make sure everyone checks out the latest Lockdown NBA podcast. Uh, David Locke talks with Chris Ballard from Sports Illustrated, who had a fantastic profile on former Sixers GM uh, Sam Hinkie, who is now uh, living out in Silicon Valley and figuring out his next move, assuming it may be in basketball. But it is uh, really an interesting profile and kind of uh, digs into the mind of Hinky, which is got a lot of neurons firing. I got to tell you that uh, that guy uh, might be too smart and uh, to the point where he is certainly annoying with some of the things that he does. But it is really interesting to see how a guy like that ticks and thinks about things and and uh, even things that impact his uh, everyday life, um, thinking of ways to be more efficient. So it is uh, a, a good read, and this is a great conversation uh, with Chris Ballard. So check it out on the Locked On NBA podcast. All right, uh, I mentioned article by John Schumann on NBA.com. He wrote about three stats regarding the Pacers, uh, something that he does, uh, uh, one team, three stats, uh, where he breaks down some details about uh, various teams. And for the Pacers, that mid-range shot was at least the first number that he dove into. And very interesting to learn that Miles Turner has shot over 50%, 51.4% uh, from the mid-range, which is considered anything outside the paint but inside the three-point line. And that's actually the best uh, shooting percentage among 62 players that uh, attempted at least 50 shots. So um, among guys who shoot that mid-range, Miles has been the best. And we all know that it seems like the start of every half, uh, Pacers try to run a pick-and-pop with Miles, and he has been knocking down that uh, mid-range shot right around the top of the key or, or elbow um, with great consistency. But those are two-point shots, and of course the mid-range is frowned upon when you're looking at uh, statistical analysis because uh, two points isn't as valuable as three. And if you can move it out a little bit, knock down a three, uh, then you're being more efficient with that shot. Uh, so to kind of make that point, uh, Schumann mentioned that kind of compared him to uh, Turner, to DeMarcus Cousins and, and Brooke Lopez, and you know mentioned that when you mix in the effective field goal percentage, for players shooting outside the paint, uh, Turner drops down to to uh, 70th in the league, and um, again Lopez was a, a good comp for a guy who's actually shooting more threes um, to go along with the mid-range shots, and um, it's also you know basically you're scoring more points per attempt that way, obviously, and it really is a, a team-wide issue for the Pacers. We know they're not a great three-point shooting team. And they actually don't take a lot of three-point shots. So he actually, uh, John, noted that the Pacers are the only team with an above-average field goal percentage. 
but a below average effective field goal percentage. So that really highlights the fact that they don't shoot a lot of threes or shoot them well enough. So the second stat that was touched on is that the Pacers lead the league in ball screen usage. So what does that mean? Well, that means when a screen is set on a ball handler, a la Jeff Teague or Montellus, uh, either a shot, a turnover, or drawn foul by the ball handler or screener uh, is a result. So when the Pacers set that that pick and roll screen, there uh, usually something is happening at, at a high, the highest rate in the league, which for the Pacers is fifty fifty three percent of the time. So, but unfortunately, that usage rate doesn't always translate into efficient scoring opportunities. Uh, and actually, the Pacers rank twenty third in the league at one point per possession uh, on on those ball screens. So they're not actually converting uh, all that action into a lot of points. And finally, the third number that Schumann highlights is no surprise, and that is that the Pacers bench has an aggregate uh, net rating of minus 11.2 points per 100 possessions. So a bit of a formula involved here with players who are playing in the reserve role and normalized throughout the league. They rank 29th in the league, just barely ahead of Philadelphia. I don't think that's any surprise. The Pacers have had trouble getting help off the bench. And really, again, it kind of goes back to what we talked about at the top, where they're having trouble having a consistent rotation and having that bench develop a role and responsibility and and comfort level in that role to develop any consistency. And it is something that, you know, is definitely hurting the Pacers. And Sue explains this well in, in the uh, article. So, again, I'm pointing you to the article here. Make sure you check it out on NBA.com. Um, but also shows that Pacers are second to the Clippers in the league in the scoring discrepancy between uh, the starters and the bench. And with the Pacers, it's uh, a 14.4 point per 100 possession difference uh, from when the starters are playing as opposed to when the reserve rotation is in. So... These things are not shocking numbers. If you've been watching the Pacers all year, uh, we know that uh, there's been dips in production when that bench comes in. And many of the games that they've played, uh, they have had a few bright spots once in a while. With the bench coming through, it would be nice to get that rotation set with Stuckey and Brooks, Al Jefferson against a certain matchup, which isn't always favorable, as we saw last night uh, when you got that active big like Mason Plumley able to work over Al on, on the uh, when the Pacers are on defense. It'd be nice to have Kevin Serafin to put in there on, in that type of a matchup. But then uh, other matchups where Al can go to work and use his vast array of offensive skill to give an advantage, uh, then the Pacers could develop uh, advantage that way. But those options just haven't been there. And that, again, is a big problem for the bench through the first 19 games of the season. So, game 20 coming up on not till Sunday. The Pacers remain in Portland on Thursday. No doubt heading down to L.A. in the evening and will be in L.A. getting uh, two practices on Friday and Saturday and preparing for the Clippers uh, rematch that I'm sure the Clips are excited about as well after getting throttled in Indy last Sunday. Uh, so, 
we look forward to checking out that game and hopefully getting a, a better effort. Again, with this team, win or lose, you know, is of course you want to win, but win or lose, you can tell the way a team is playing and if they're giving effort, if they're giving themselves a chance to win. And that's what you want in an NBA game, really, against any team, but especially a, a, a top team like the Clippers. Are you putting yourself in position to win late in the game and then hoping everything goes your way and you can execute and get it done? And and that a lot of that comes down to the effort along the way. And the eyeball test uh, rarely fails on determining that effort. And it seems like the Pacers have really put forth great effort, and when they do, they play really well. Uh, but then those other nights, regardless of who's out, who's injured, there isn't a consistent level of effort across the board, uh, and they fall flat and usually end up on the losing end. So, again, you're hoping for a win in L.A., but you're really just hoping the level of play improves as a starting point. And hopefully that includes C.J. Miles and Paul George. So, again, thanks for listening. Uh, feel free to reach out with any questions or comments. You can find me on email at IndyCornrose at gmail.com and on Twitter at IndyCornrose. As always, you can find the pod on Audioboom.com or you can subscribe via iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, uh, Google Play, where all the past episodes are available. So check them out. And that's all for now. You've been listening to Locked On Pacers on the Locked On Podcast Network. You got it. takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa auto parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10 17